It's our final show. Oh, I just ended really quick. Oh, there we go again. Uh, final show before Christmas. Uh, we've got a Christmas wish list. We've got some fun things that are going on in the world in Lock and Cross, of course. Joins me again live from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, where you guys are going through a bit of a heater. Apparently, climate change is real. It's like eight degrees out there or something like that today. It's like, should I, be like minus 30. It's like eight. It's beautiful. Sunny, I gotta, cold weather. I got to say. Yeah. Like, we've had some we've shit. Had We've had weather where it's like it's warm or, hey, we haven't had any snow yet. Or do you know what I mean? Like there's always it's warmer than normal. It's wetter than normal. It's wow. That was a lot of snow. But there's never been a pattern of weather that I've lived through like this where I've thought, yeah, we've really messed up. The end of times are near. Here, yeah, yeah, and uh, this is very as as enjoyable as that as it is. Yeah, there is not a day that goes by where I don't go, wow, like this Worried. entire Western Canada is going to be on fire in the summer. So We've had no, no snow. I know it's been no weirdly water. warm. Yeah. It is like we're in a drought. We're reporting brush fires in the winter when i was on the air last week there were brush fires causing traffic issues okay okay so let me it's let, crazy help dude, me understand this then. help me understand this then. because i'm fairly certain climate change is a thing right yeah fairly certain yeah um i'm also one of those people that wants to be accountable for the next generation there's a large swath of society that does not right where it's like mm-hmm. fuck it i don't care i'll be dead by the time that happens, look at the sun's gonna burn out. I'll be dead in like 300 years. No big deal. Oh, whatever. Ozone layer. I'll be dead. Doesn't matter. You still got like 200 years left in the ozone. So everybody like plays with like that extra time that you think you got. Well, we're here, right? So there's one thing. But it's like 12 degrees in Toronto today. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, climate yeah. change isn't that bad. And I understand sea levels, and I get all that stuff, and don't litter, and you know, no fossil fuels and stuff like that. And I know Canada did this big thing yesterday where they're like, by 2035, you're not allowed to sell a car that isn't electric or electric hybrid. They just did that the other day. But again, it's 12 degrees here today. Yeah. It's eight degrees in the heart of one of the coldest provinces in Canada. Not a lot of people in this country are going, this is scaring me. No, they're going for walks. They're going outside to ride their bike. They're yeah. golfing. In different parts of the country. This yeah, is they, the they opened up a golf course sense. in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's really hard when you're like, oh, it's eight degrees, climate change. Anthony Farnell, who I do. Do I have favorite weather guys? Yeah, Mark Robinson and Anthony Farnell. I know uh, Mr. Farnell a little bit. He does city TV stuff. Or maybe it's CTV. I can't remember. He does uh, yeah, TV weather here. <clears throat> and uh, Mark Robinson from the Weather Network, who we've had on the show. And they're always, you know, traipsing around, talking to you. Know, they'll do the Doppler radar thing. It's like it's a, there's a big heat wave going across Canada, which has never happened to this extent. Nothing is big. We're real warm. Everything's good. And I get that it's climate change. And I get that the alarmists are screaming and freaking out. And I get I'm a bit of an alarmist myself when it comes to it. But I like 12 degrees in December. 
You like yeah. eight degrees in January. Yeah. We do. Right? It's hard to convince people this sucks. That's what my point is. Yeah, no, it is concerning. It's in, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying it. Also, by this time, I've probably seen a massage therapist twice because of the, you know, the the amount of snow we've had to shovel and, and things to that effect. So um, not having to worry about that. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, you don't I, have to go to a Cairo when it's eight degrees because you didn't have to put your back out shoveling 4,000 yeah. pounds of snow off your little tiny driveway. Yeah, yeah. The no thing, one's no one's angry about it. Right no, now. no. But we should be concerned. And I and I think also I've thought a lot about this because we get we get the odd conversation on the show whenever we sort of dip our toes into the climate change thing. I'm that guy where, listen, I'm not an idiot. I know that we're having an adverse impact on the world that we're living in. How could we? I'm also not an idiot, and I'm aware that this is a pattern and that that these things happen, and we're on a cycle and there's warmer winters and colder winters and there's winters with snow and, and more snow and less snow. I, I understand that. And that's just, but if you don't think that this in part has something to do with us, I don't even know where that conversation goes. You, you can't, you, you well, can't have a conversation with that guy. No, you can't. No. So you, but of course it does. But, like that's the thing that you, but like, you can't like, have you, a conversation with the other, the other side of the fence either. When, when, when you say, okay, should we not be exploring more than a couple of alternatives to help, you know, counter the impact that it's having? And that's that's where I get angry about government and about how we're how we're going about actually trying to make a difference. Like I listen, I don't want to open up the carbon tax thing, but by creating an, a situation where people have less money to make the decisions you need them to make to help the environment makes absolute. It is so counterintuitive. 0.03 cents on a fuel dollar. It just doesn't seem like it's a big doesn't, deal. It's not working. You All you're That's doing is... They call it a tax. So. They don't call it a tax. Like in Canada, every country in the world has a carbon tax now. In Canada, they call it a tax and they want to increase that tax as opposed to saying, hey... Why don't but we you say, understand why what do we I'm call saying? This the environment, yeah, totally. I do. I completely so understand. I, Anytime I have less has an money, cost every month. Throat, they get angry. Every but, month, I have less money. I can't now. It's I, a priorities I, conversation. Yep, yeah, but it's not because you're because you're making it more difficult for the entire population to live. That entire population, if you look at it from a thousand feet, has less money to spend on more expensive electric cars. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like we are yeah, going I to go. What you're saying, but but here's the thing. So let's just let's just hop give me into that. that money back. Yeah, I might make a better decision with it. I might actually. Have you put, seen the way we operate? Have you seen the people with when you give them free money? What happens? Have you seen that? Have you seen what goes on? People are like, hey, we'll give you the money, but can you can you just put it towards some kind of climate initiative? They're like, oh yeah, no problem. No one's doing that. All right. Well, then let's just go back to beating our kids, because if that's that worked in the past, then why don't we bring that back? You punish you punish the population. It's like beating your kids. Are you telling me that that, that it's got nothing to do with kids? Yes, it does. It's exactly the same. Doesn't work. Listen, everybody hates a tax. I don't want to pay extra money for stuff that doesn't matter to me. 
there's a carbon and we don't see it. I'd rather have that money and put it in my pocket. But in Canada, if you make less than $250,000, and this is the stroke, you actually get more money when you pay the carbon tax because you get a rebate that is actually more than what you paid if you make less than two fifty. It's the big earners that have a bigger carbon footprint that won't see that rebate. So it's like, fuck. Do we really care about the Richie Riches making a quarter of a million bucks a year? Not really. If that guy complains about his extra tax, if that guy complains that he made $80 less than he did the year before because we wanted to clean up the environment and we don't want to have brush fires in December and we'd like to live on this planet a little bit longer than we're alive, it seems like it's a pretty good deal. Like, you know, and I don't give a shit yeah. about someone that makes a quarter of a million bucks a year. I really don't. Yeah, if but we're also talking about, about industry. Zero- that yeah, gets fuck that the doesn't industry. get punished properly. Fuck big they business. Get, they should the all whole, they should all pay. They don't get all of them. They don't get it. I know. They we get hooped, and I then know. the disintegration of the middle class continues, right? Totally. And then I can't afford to put solar panels on my roof. I can't afford to buy electric car. Can I so ask you? I can I ask to live you something, the same though? way I have for 25, 30 plus years. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Which which of your four houses do you want to put solar panels on? I'm trying to create an environment where I will hopefully be able to retire someday, Dean. (laughs) I get it. It's tougher for you because the carbon tax means now I've got four employment homes that I need to to put solar panels on. I have four revenue income properties that I need. Do you want to have a quick little peek at Locke's bank account? Just see how, how far leveraged he is. Like it's embarrassing oh, yeah, how much money they gave me it. to buy homes. I know. I like know, it's embarrassing. It. And I, they just sent me a letter saying if I wanted an increase on my line of credit. Court, did you say yes? Of course. I'm you going to, because I'm going to buy a <laughs> gas burning car. Hey, here's a question. Did you? Are you done? Are you like me? I'm going to buy a gas burning car. You're not allowed to in 2235. So you better get one fucking right now. Um, got to get rid of the Subaru. Are you done? This is again another pedestrian conversation, but are you done your Christmas shopping? Have you? Uh, no, I'm going out today going today with the daughter. Big day. You're going. Are you going to the world's largest mall, West Edmonton Mall, to do your shopping? I have. I avoid that mall. Okay. Um, I uh, and this I have nothing against that mall. Like who's in it and who goes to it? The problem is, is I spent 16 months working in that mall. And it was the most miserable 16 months of my life. It almost killed me. So when I go back to that mall, you get PTSD. I have that same feeling. Yeah. So I I avoid that mall if I can. That's me personally. And I go to other mall. I don't have the same feeling when I go to South Common. I just so we might go there. If I go to the the West Edmonton Mall, which I affectionately referred to as the big stupid mall. I have, I have this feeling of dread and I want to go and hunt down the people that I used to work with. I get it. I don't even know how it's the world's biggest mall in that city. I don't even know how many people go to that mall. It's like a tourist attraction more than a mall. Dude, it's packed all the time. Which is unbelievable to me. The new trend too, have you heard this, is that, um, I don't know why, but we've had, I think, two or three guns incidences. In the mall, I guess that the gangsters, why wouldn't you be a gangster in Edmonton? The whitest city in the country. Um, Of course, that makes sense to me. Let's all go dress up like Eminem and go to the mall and pack heat in our waistbands of our 
Like I didn't know that. You've had a bunch of shootings there this year or recently? Like well, in the last there couple was, months. There was a shooting in the parking lot and then they shut down a wing of the mall. And uh, that's happened. A co- like I know people who were in the mall in the last year during like shutdowns. And it, it happened recently within the last couple of weeks. They had a, and it's, it's gang stuff. They're fighting over who knows whatever. So drug so, turf they're fighting drug, over who gets to know. sell cocaine on the corner of this and that white mud and 15th. Is that what know. they're doing? I don't know what it is. Anyway, coke, so there's a big Coke war. There's a, there's a little bit of that happening right now. And not yeah. that that's going to keep people away from the mall, but that's been an interesting sort of development. I'm like, Have when you, did we get to a point where there was like gun situations at the mall? Oh, like so I many. said that to Grant. I said, this happened like two or three times this year. Why is this a thing now? Because people are pussies. Anybody that takes a gun into a crowd is a fucking pussy. That's why your your city's just full of pussies. I guarantee you none of those people are vaccinated. (laughs) Can we talk a little bit about Trump? Are you you watching the the Colorado stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Just to recap, uh, Donald Trump was uh, removed from the presidential ballot in Colorado two days ago, and he's losing his fucking mind as his MAGA, as his Maple MAGA, which is another thing I don't quite understand. Maple MAGA, how a Canadian could be like a Donald Trump's my guy Um, watching him go through it. Like those are the dumbest of the dumb. We've got dumb people here and they are the dumbest of the dumb. It's like the polar extreme of stupidity is a Maple MAGA person who's like, Make America great again from Black Labish. Like, let's make America great again from fucking Kenora. Okay, dummy. Um, Anyway, so he was taken off the ballot in Colorado Supreme Court. It's going to them. He's appealing. But that means very bad things for him because they're saying, hey, if you got nabbed for inciting an insurrection, which he did, which we all know about, which is being played out with Jack Smith, uh, the special prosecutor or whatever the fuck they call him there. He's in trouble. He's been indicted 91 times. It's been proven he helped start, plan, and facilitate an insurrection of the United States government that almost turned into a coup. It almost worked. So in Colorado, he was pulled off the ballot. What a Christmas present for every person with morals that actually understands. I don't know about that, though. I I think this is working out in his favor, isn't it? Um. According like, to he, some polls, yeah, some people think, but it's it's the messaging that he tags onto, right? Where it's like, yeah, they're trying to prevent me from being your president. Um, you know, meanwhile, a couple of days ago, he's in Iowa. He's talking about poisoning the blood of America with immigrants, fascist Hitler talking points. He talked about how he's going to be a, a dictator on day one. Again, Hitler talking points. He literally repeated lines from Mein Kampf, which was Hitler's book, and then which is, if you haven't read it, I have, because I, I'm like, I got to see what's in this book. It's just all about how much you should hate the Jews and you should, you know, white people and Aryans are the best and poisoning the blood of of his beautiful Deutschland and with, with immigrants, and Jewishness, and Hebrew, like literally. So Trump starts repeating this and his people are saying, hey, listen, those talking points work in Canada and in the United States. Right. And so it's a home run. I'm watching Jake Tapper online today and Jake Tapper's like, um, we just did a poll, these fascist talking points that are right out of mind comp, by the way, um, 52% of the people that like Donald Trump support those talking points. So half of the people that support him support the like extreme jump into fascism, Nazism, uh, authoritarianism, that dictator That's that we knew Hitler on. was that kind of stuff, dude. And this is the thing. If he doesn't get taken off of other ballots, 
racist, fascist America, which elected him in 2016, is going to suddenly appear again and go, hey, listen, we don't need to run for cover. This is what we want. What's going on is that country has a large portion of it, like at least half, that want an authoritarian government, that want a, a theocratic authoritarian regime to bust some skulls. That's what's going on. That's what's happening. So to your point, it's been this nightmare because he gets a bounce in the polls because he's convincing people as he's being dragged on the carpet for legitimately inciting, starting and planning an insurrection of the United States government. He's telling people that it's all a lie. They just don't want to run against him. And so, you know, Alpha America, Christian America is like, yeah, that's our guy because God sent him to us. And so he can't be lying. And they're literally rallying around him. So his poll numbers are going up. How fucked find, is that? I find it fascinating. And I, I've kind of been going back and forth with this whole thing because I will be honest. There is a certain amount of entertainment value to Trump getting in. I, and and again, you'll hear people say this, and, and I don't I don't want people to think that I'm I support the man. By no stretch of the imagination do I support him. But you can't deny that our lives are kind of a little more entertaining with him in the picture. Totally. It, it, it is. It just from, from the perspective of what we do, Dean, what you and I do, uh -huh. what I've done now my whole life, having a complete jackass like Donald Trump in power in the United States of America is... It's just, it's an endless well of content, right? Mm -hmm. But I got to say, kind of like the weather, right? Like, hey, I'm enjoying the weather right now. It's only four degrees today and I don't have to shovel. But does this mean that the entire province is going to be on fire in the summer? Might be. little worried. Same thing with Trump. As entertaining as this is, there's also this, it speaks to a state of the world that we're in that I'm that I try to deny. I like we can't be that far down the rabbit hole. Like, how do you support that? How do you openly? Can you would you're you walk around? No, you're I'll tell you would how you, walk you do around it with his hat on. Like, of course I, not. Of course not. Dude, Victor Orban was wearing one of his hats yesterday. He's the uh, president of Hungary, and he is like part of this community called the IDU, International Democratic Union, started by Stephen Harper. And Stephen Harper tweets the other day. We need closer ties with Viktor Orban and the IDU. This is the same dude that hates gay people, hates Muslims, talked about how he wanted to have a holocaust of Muslims in his own country, said gay people are an aberration. It's same thing. A big fan of Putin. So he's the guy that's trying to prevent all the aid from flooding into Ukraine. He's Putin's dude in the middle of Europe going, yeah, let's, let's run interference for Putin. So anyway, he's wearing a Trump hat. He's wearing a MAGA hat. And I'm like, You're man, kidding. that is just obviously the calling card of every dumb fuck on the planet or every person that wants to steal from you or murder you or be a dictator. Right. So it, it, like it, it's not just a movement. It's a it's literally the sharing of fascist values. Fascism itself now is a fad. It's a thing. People are like. Yeah, fuck the world, because that means I don't have to think. We can just, by brute force, kick the shit out of people who don't agree with us. That's what fascism is. Mm. And so, generally speaking, you've got half of our country, I would say maybe a little less than half, 
that are so enamored by the Maple MAGA group, so enamored by the leader of Maple MAGA, who's just skinny Trump light, uh, Pierre Trudeau, who who isn't as dementia-y as Donald I don't think is it's now. half. Oh, uh, dude. We, 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 we're we're more segmented than that. No, dude, you're he wrong. is leading in every half. national poll by double digits. Like It's legit. not half. It's it, not it, half. According to the every single poll, it's more than half. So, I think when like push can, comes to shove, you, earlier, we, you can deny force- it, dude. You can deny it. You can deny that this is going on. But and and in it in its simplest form, the way to explain it is we don't all share the same values in this country. There is a rising appreciation for authoritarianism through mega maple mega conservatism in this country. There's mm-hmm. a rising appreciation for it because you know what they do better than anybody else. They tell you they're just as sick of the bullshit and they'll mm-hmm. clean it up and they're going to do it with guns and they're going to do it with cops and they're going to do it with camps and they're going to do it with jail and they're going to put everybody who you don't want to look at in prison. That mm-hmm. that is what this movement about. And dude, it is borderless. We talked about it last week. This isn't just happening in Canada. It's not just happening in the United States. There mm-hmm. is a movement of people that share those values. that are global that are absolutely global and they are all I don't disagree with you. I just, I, 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 I can't, I can't get to the half thing. Yeah. In the States, it, I can understand how the, I think it's when you break it down, it's, it's an issue with choice. Yeah. And we have the same problem in Canada, right? I either put that same dill hole back in power or I roll the dice and we take a chance on old PP, right? Um, and I don't really have a really good alternative. And then the guilt I have, if I vote for somebody that's not in the two party system, because we have a two party system in Canada, whether we want to admit it or not, we have the left, we have the right, we have liberals, we have conservatives. Yep. We don't really have anybody else that takes a bite out of the numbers or, or stands a chance of winning. So you kind of have this guilt when you go and you mark your ballot. I don't think that necessarily means that 50% of the population completely 100% agrees with everything that, that, that one side or the other agrees with. So they in lean the States, that way to vote for that ideology at the moment. That is what I'm saying. Half the country, half the people. I, okay. I will accept that, but that I can't, way. I can't believe that the rhetoric that's coming out of, even in the States, and I think a big part of what's happening in the United States of America is I think they're and I and I think this is part of the reason why Trump is actually doing OK in the polls right now. I think there is a manipulation, not just of of, you know, from outside forces, but from inside forces in Canada, in the United States. And I think that's part of the reason why we have so many conspiracy theories. And it's so hard for get to get people to 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 think rationally about this stuff because i think they're down i dean i think down in the states right now they are legitimately trying to scare people so that they get out and vote so that trump doesn't get in again Mm -hmm. and and i that's a strategy you think that's happening here i think yeah if i didn't know better, i think you were being paid to do it (laughs) As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. 
factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources. And there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip. And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K dot I-O. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K. Io. Back to the show. No, I'm telling you, it's real. It's I think it totally happens here. Real. I think people are Dude. legitimately think that they know better than everybody else. Oh, yeah. And that sure. they actually, there's actually people behind, I believe this, there's actually people behind the scenes that manipulate information and do their best to to, to try to control. And I of think it's course. happening inside our own countries. We of talk course. about outside influence. I think it happens inside. And I think of it's course. happening to a massive extent in the United States, not so much in the United, in Canada, but I think that's part of the reason why people are so angry because of they've course. been duped by both sides for so long. They're willing to light it on fire. You know, do they want another do they want an authoritarian leader? Do they want Trump to take over? A large and portion never of that go? society does. Yes. Yes. I don't necessarily believe it. Does. I think they're like, they you know what? As long as we give him the, the, the reins, he'll just batter his way through doing what we want because we align with him and fuck everybody else legitimately. And then I can't go to bed tonight thinking that, that 50% of I'm the population you, dude, agrees with everything that comes out of that. 50% of the population Dick in this country mouth. would vote for that man's ideologies. And they're shared by the Conservative Party of Canada here. A brief note, though. In case do, you were wondering... I do think you're wrong, and I think I need you I'm to not. be okay with you being wrong today. I, I am. I'm always okay being wrong, because if I can be right, that's awesome. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not. And okay. you can't prove me otherwise because every single poll says that. Listen, here's something that happened today. It's also subjective. Actually, Polls. it isn't. Actually, Polls. there's there's data that's, that backs that up. And you haven't been able to provide it. I have. So I'm right and you're wrong. And you need to come to grips with the fact that this country is deeply divided. 
by two different ideologies. What? I am going to listen. If we were in the same room, I'd be slapping you right now. I've been saying that to you now for a long time. I don't remember that. I don't remember any of those times she said that. Thanks for getting on my boat. Now I'm trying to talk you off the boat. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. All right. A couple days ago, Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York, former America's mayor. What happened to America's mayor? What happened to America's mayor who lost his fucking mind over the past four years supporting this orange shithead? So he gets sued by the Freeman, uh, uh, the Ruby Freeman and her daughter, two election Tuesday. workers in Georgia. You remember that? that yeah, she awesome. gets sued. And then he gets labeled with a judgment of one hundred and fifty eight million dollars. He walks right out of the court and he's like, fuck the world. I do it again. By the way, those women are all lying. He gets hit with another lawsuit yesterday by the same women for the same amount. Good for, for the them. Same thing. So Good they're for now them. into him for three hundred million dollars. I love it. Six. And the judge gave him instant judgment saying, you got to pay them now. Um, so we put that tweet out. So two parts to this story, which I love, is I woke up this morning and I'm like, Rudy Giuliani just got sued again by the same women for lying again the second he walked out of court. Let's go look at that news. I look at his name I on Twitter. I search his name and his name comes up and I click on his name on Twitter and his bio. I did not know this until this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been blocked by Rudy Giuliani. He blocked me. I have no idea when, no idea why, but this says one of two things to me, because Rudy Giuliani is doing nothing but selling fake brain supplements looking to make money. So he's obviously got someone managing his Twitter account or him, but someone, either him or in his camp, has seen us mocking the fuck out of the fact that he's 160 million lighter and that he's going to go to jail with Donald Trump over the insurrection of the United States of America. And he got negatively affected by it. This is what I love because I put myself in his shoes, got negatively affected by my tweet and the response to that tweet, which garnered millions and millions of impressions. And he blocked me. He blocked me. Rudy Giuliani blocked me. America's mayor. What happened to America's mayor? He just blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> the thing that I ah, that's frustrating me I love um, is that we live in this just absolute maddening world time. where it like that guy is insane. Like it, there's just so many things that are happening right now that are you know just, what else he did. You know what else happened to him today? Just don't make any sense. And this is breaking news. How can it you be that dumb? Like, how can you be that dude? He's a lawyer. Like, there are he's... millions of people that believe that dummy, and he is that dumb. And there are tens of millions of people in the United States who think he's right. He just got fucking taken to the cleaners by two election workers for willingly lying, being proven he's a liar. You know what I will say? To everything him. to do with anything to do with Donald Trump in the election. And now, as a result, not only did he block me, which is you know smart because I was, I was, I was coming for him. He filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy today. This just happened eight minutes ago. He filed for bankruptcy. Rudy Giuliani, who at one point was worth, I don't know, $100 million, has literally just filed for bankruptcy because his lies, his bullshit for Donald Trump just caught up with him. And this is two weeks after every major news outlet reported that he went to Mar-a-Lago and begged Trump for financial help for his, his legal fees and didn't get it. So his lawyers sued him 
Then he goes to court in Georgia, loses $158 million because he lied to so Donald he's Trump. So now he's suing Donald Trump for legal costs? I don't know if he's suing Do- Donald Trump for legal costs. I have no idea. All I know is he is his life is over at 80. His life is over. He's going to have to sell absolutely everything he has. That's what Chapter 11 bankruptcy says. Great. We'll give you creditor protection. Now you got to liquidate everything you have mm. and you got to give it to as many people as possible to settle whatever debt you might have. He is now broke, more than broke. As a matter of fact, if you take what he owes his lawyers, which is in the neighborhood of, I think, $12 million, and if what he owes these women, I think he he is he is minus one hundred and seventy million dollars total at eighty when he should be on the beach, he should be golfing, he should be on old person Tinder, he should be watching The Golden Bachelor, he should be at home eating tapioca, washing his yeah. teeth with a toothbrush, and then putting him in a cup at the end of the night. He should be heading to shuffleboard evening at the seniors' home. That's Pickleball. what he should be doing. He is done. He's done. Because he had something to do with that cat. I fucking love consequences. Love them. Love them. The problem that we have, guys like you and me, is we grew up knowing that if you did that stuff, you got consequence. Well, this has been going on for six or seven or eight years, right? So we're sitting here going, yeah, we don't understand what's going on. Why is the world so divided? Well, it takes time. Sometimes the wheels of justice turn a little slower than normal. But this should be a warning to everybody and anybody that works with or repeats the lies of any mega anything, any maple mega anything, because you're lied to just like he lied to you, just like every single person in that movement pretends there's somebody that they're not and tells you they can fix shit they can't. It's all a lie. It is all a lie, and it's all performative. And that man is fucking done, and I love it. Schadenfreude, I live for it, Lachlan. The interesting thing, though, is and you can kind of you can kind of see I've been watching a lot of the coverage especially since this Colorado thing right yeah and I'm trying to figure out how it works because I know that there's been other states that have tried to do what Colorado did it didn't get voted through Colorado could lead to more like um I don't understand the uh, the like the the implication can he still run like there's all these question marks so i'm trying to piece it all together and i'm watching this and i'm thinking to myself like it's so crazy and take rudy giuliani out of it cuz there's always sort of been this in the in the donald trump wake this isn't new uh dean mm-hmm. this isn't a new development when he plows his way through life, he has this shrapnel and lawyers and and people that do work for him don't get paid. Like he just continues to just screw people. Right. Yeah, anybody associated with him has been fucked. Uh, his lawyer, Jenna Ellis, has been disbarred. She's been charged. She's been convicted. She's now a character witness in the J6 trial. Kenneth Cheesebro, same thing, disbarred, discharged. This doesn't same seem thing with to Giuliani. Have same impact. Thing. On, on Donald Trump. Trump. Well, it, it's because he, he has no choice but to go this way, right? Like he has fucked and put himself in the corner. And that corner is the fascist corner. That corner is like, hey, you know, you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to jail for a long time. 
You might even get hung or shot in front of a fucking firing squad for what you did. That's what they would do back in the Civil War days, right? And these were Civil War articles of impeachment that he was brought up on in Colorado. Those are Civil War regulations. You take part in an insurrection, you give aid or comfort to the enemy in any regard, you are ineligible for office if you get caught. Ineligible. That's what happened. That's what happened. And it's going to happen in other states, too. There are, gonna be there are constitutional the um, legal experts, though, that believe that what Colorado did shouldn't have happened. Yeah, based on I, would, the, I would question their intention, according to the letter of the law, by uh, every single what, person though, that I, actually appreciates honest, the law. He honestly, be Dean, honestly, Dean, I, I, I think these a, a handful of the people that I've heard that spoke out against this mm-hmm. are saying that legally what Colorado did shouldn't it won't stand up to the next level of the Supreme court. So, I mean, like we're getting into the minutia of this and I don't understand enough of it. And, and, and again, I'm not going to sit down and read the constitution of the United States of America to get a better understanding of the it. Hell of a read. There's two it, things everybody should read the Canadian charter of rights and freedoms in the United States constitution. And then you can start talking. Yeah, about no, I'm not going to, going that is never going to happen, but thanks for the advice today. I'll yeah, write that welcome. down. Well, it's everybody's a constitutional or charter expert, right? I'll just you, stop watching Mad Men yeah. and I'll read that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. So anyway, um, the the thing that I'm amazed at is he just keeps going, going. Yeah. and going and going. That's and, part of the reason I think, becomes I think that more part of America likes him, though. But dude, I think that's part of the reason why people in the United States love the dude. Right. And now we're now we're at a point where people are actually like you can see the concern on these reporters' faces. They're like this asshole's it. gonna win. You it. can see it. I and I shouldn't laugh. Like when you're like I like Jake I, I Tapper. Like yeah, I yeah. do. I, I like I appreciate him because he you get the sense that he kind of says what's on his mind. So he'll say, and he'll like get little quibs in, little sarcastic little jabs in. Yeah. And he does it all the time. But you can see the look of fear on his face when he's talking about this. Oh, like, dude. It, like, listen, I'm just as petrified. Insane. It is. I'm just as petrified for Canada for the very same reason, right? Is that we see uh, that, that swath of people on the right that don't give a fuck about anybody other than themselves, but it's a large group of people who only give a fuck about themselves. And they're all like, yeah, we're all me first and we're all authoritarian and we all appreciate Russian talking points. Like dude, for the past week and a half, Donald Trump's been going president G from China. He's a great guy. I don't know why everybody likes him. Why does everybody hate him? That little guy in North Korea, Kim Jong-un. I really like him. Uh, there's a rally the other day where he read something from the Russian state media where they were talking about how Joe Biden and a pro- Joe Biden presidency just continues to prove the rottenness of U.S. democracy. And they want Donald Trump to become the president again. Trump president. read that at his fucking rally. And people cheered. <laughs> it's insane, dude. We have Dean, it. It's here. insane. In the, let me draw a straight line for you. Okay. 
Donald Trump also talked about stopping pouring weapons into Ukraine for Ukraine. So they should just break up Ukraine, give part of it to Russia and give Ukraine part of Ukraine. You and I both are not of that ilk. We both understand the Ukrainian people like the Canadian people enjoy our freedom, enjoy our country, not willing to give any part of it up to anybody who wants to come in with guns, murder, rape, steal our children, that kind of stuff. So Donald Trump, no surprise, doing the old Zelensky's a crook. Putin's great. I love him. Yeah, we should get out of Ukraine. And everybody's like, yay, it's rallying. Fuck Pierre Polyev said the same thing in the House of Commons the other day. Leader of the Conservative Party, Maple MAGA. He stood up and he was like, it's a faraway land. The prime minister isn't telling falsehoods about what's going on over there. We shouldn't be there. We need to stop sending aid to Ukraine. This was three days after Trump said the exact same shit. So if you're not concerned, for this country, like you are concerned for that country, you're not paying attention, bro. You're just no, not. no, no, no. I didn't say I wasn't concerned. I'm not saying I'm you saying and that, like the royal I'm, you, yeah, the rest of us. I'm saying that I can't I can't go to bed tonight thinking that 50% of our country agrees with that. They do? I, I, I can't. I can't go to bed tonight thinking okay, Let me find the latest poll. Let me find the latest poll. I don't want um, you to. Please stop. Cold, no, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to fuck. I'm going to find it. Coletto, David Coletto. He's from Abacus. Um, Again, I think this boils down to, and I've said it now. I think that this country needs to get comfortable with the idea that, that there, there's going to be a shift in government because we're done with the government that we have right now. And, and yeah, but be careful what you ask for because you know what you're going to get. We've been doing this for three years now. And I, and I get that. And I've even said that. I, I I said it when we did the same thing in Alberta provincially. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, I'm not a Nutley fan. And the fact that she's going to get replaced here, I think, is a good thing. But be careful what you wish for. We're going to get Kenny, and Kenny is going to do some weird. It, there's going to be some weirdness. We, we're at a point in <laughs> politics right now for whatever reason. And again, I've had people put, you know that know more about politics than I do try to explain to me why. We, we have two extreme versions of, you know, uh, our options are an extreme version of one side or the other. And it just drives me insane because I think I need, and, and this is back to the poll. You can show me the poll, but I think yeah. there's this highly angst. Like, I think I represent that middle. I think you represent that middle. Um, and I think it's a larger portion of the, the, of the country than we give it credit for. When they do a poll, they say, okay, if you had to vote today, where are you going? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It doesn't mean that half we're the country all would vote for Pierre Polyev. No, but they, I'm not saying half of our right wing nuts. I'm saying half would vote for the guy that represents the right wing nuts. That's what I'm saying. And I understand that based Here's on pure hatred for the left. Yeah, well, they're fucking idiots if they're going to vote according to hatred. And they, they, they hate because they've been told to hate. David Coletto, Abacus Data Chief. Uh, there you go. 41% based on vote, 41% would vote for uh, the Liberal fascist party. party of Canada. Yep. So there you go. Hold Nathan on. Maga, Put that back up again. 41% of the vote Put right now is if we again. did it today. If we had a vote today, 41% of this country, and it's, then 26 would vote for the Liberal The rough party. part about it, though, Dean, is, we're again, we're also, a lot of times what ends up happening, and we get ourselves into trouble in, the, in this country, because you're pointing out, you're pointing out some of the things that we need to be concerned about right yes and and i from the right like did you anybody did you see those numbers following though? you that's half <laughs> that's i've seen 
I've seen your posts lately and you are, you're, you're waving up, you're waving a flag saying we need to be, you know, cautious about this guy and rightfully so I'm not suggesting you're wrong, but I think a lot of times what ends up happening is people vote depending on what is closest to them, right? What concerns them the most. And I think self-interest. people vote according to self-interest. Yes. And I don't think they sit and they think it out. And the long-term implications of voting for one party or the other aren't necessarily taken into consideration. I, I, I will say this, the talking points from the right, whether you like them or not, have been very focused on the cost of living and the fact that the liberals will continue to spend like drunken whores. And that is that's a big problem in our country right now is everyone sees the power of our paycheck dwindling month to month. So they're going to see past, they're going to put the blinders on and see past some of the, the rhetoric from the right. Authoritarian the, regime rhetoric. Again, <laughs> I'm telling you right that now, That is Dean, my whole problem, dude. And here's the issue. We're so fucking stupid in this country. Anybody that thinks like that is a fucking moron shouldn't be allowed to vote. And let me explain why. Because we are stuck in a two-party system with people who refuse to do anything about it. You refuse to come up with a new idea. You refuse to come up, all of us, we refuse to come up with a new party. We refuse to recruit people. We refuse. We just accept the fact that we've got two businesses known as the Conservative Party of Canada and the Liberal yeah. Party of Canada that want access to your money for their fucking friends. Okay. And we should be mad. And we should be problem. mad about these Hang things. Hang on. Here's the problem. And this is the problem. The problem is we're not. The problem is we sit here and argue with each other over who's better when we don't like either of them anyway. Right? We just go, well, exactly. that means I won't have to have a carbon tax. Well, half those people, I would say actually 80% of those people that go, that means, well, that means we don't have to have a carbon tax. They don't even fucking know what a carbon tax is or how it works. They just hear the word tax. Doesn't matter. Go, yeah, I hate it. And then some fucking fascist is like, you're right. You're taxed too much. Well, what does fascism do? It takes from you and gives to the state. And get and who is the state in a fascist organization? The individuals, the cult personality people. That's what fascism is all about, is giving power to very few people that control most of the shit. And so if you're sitting there saying to yourself, well, it's not that big of a deal today. Fuck you. It's a massive deal. We are in, we are, this is like DEFCON fucking 50. I don't disagree with you. are not paying attention, and if you don't ask this country and the people in this country to rally around a new party, new idea, you're just going to continue to fucking want to murder each other on a weekly basis online. You're going to continue to spread misinformation, disinformation online. Do you remember as much as I fucking love the Reform Party, and I'm really sad that Preston Manning's dead, the Reform Party decided at one point, you know what? We need a new party that represents the West, right? Thank Great. you for jumping on that narrative with yeah, us. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, RIP, Preston. So uh, they, they, they start this new party. It fucking sweeps the West. First principles, new party, reform, full of religious psychos, but they proved a fucking point. And that point was, we need, to, we need first principles. We can't. And you know what ended up happening with those first principles? They got soaked up into that first of the two parties that continues to be a two-party system. And boom, there's the two-party system again. It's We are literally in fucking political jail in this yes, country. Yes, yes. And we sit here and eat it. And we argue over which prison gruel is best for each other, ourselves, yep. and you. You and nailed like, it. No, 
you got to eat this fucking prison gruel. It tastes delicious. It tastes awful. This is the worst prison gruel I've ever had. Our minds are being rotted by two-party prison gruel. And we sit here and eat it. We sit here and go, yeah, no big deal. You and I sit here and we try to parse through which guy's better, which team's worse, which who we're going to throw our support behind. That is fucking ridiculous. That is not a democracy. We're legitimately jailed by two parties, by both two parties that refuse to allow any other type of thinking, any other type of ideology. And the, the funny second thing they get a sniff that you might take part of their turf, they will come in and destroy you. They will sue you. They will fucking have operatives show up to your events. They will fucking try and prevent you from doing anything. They'll lie to you because both of those parties are not run by the politicians. They're run by the interests and the businesses that yep. line up behind the ideologies of those parties. So ask for better for fucking once. Sorry, Locke. I don't mean to. No, 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 no. I'm glad. I'm glad we sort of reached the point where I I wanted us to get to Um, because because I think you you, you just nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. And again, this is the this is part of the frustration of these conversations that I've had in the last year or so. Um, Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take it to an even more sensitive side of things with the Israeli war, just because I am upset about innocent people dying and would welcome a ceasefire in that conflict right now doesn't mean I'm not aware of the fact that Hamas started the whole thing and killed and just did horrific things in on October 7th, right? And that they started it. So, But you can't, a lot of these conversations, you can't side one way or the other without one side jumping down your throat about your opinion. I would like the bombing to stop because there's innocent people that are dying and kids are dying. I, well, then you're anti-Semitic. It, no, I'm not. <laughs> I right? know you're not. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get it. I also think that they should find a way to eliminate Hamas. I just don't know if this is actually helping. This might actually be helping Hamas more than it is, in the end, getting rid of them. It might be actually solidifying their presence in the Middle East. For another 50 fucking years. Wouldn't it be right? better if a, just a massive volcano in the region went off? Well, I'll say that about Trump and Biden, right? You take a look at that two-party system down in the States. Yeah. And I kind of agree with Bill Burr. Like, he, he's like, Maybe they wouldn't, both it be great if, wouldn't it be great if there was somebody that was younger? Right. That was actually making decisions that really impacted, like a 40-year-old. He's like a 45-year-old guy where Seems the things like, that he's doing yeah. now are actually going to have an impact on the life that he's living. Yeah. Not these tool. And, and, and he but said this, it, he this, said, this I'd like evil. to see both of them die before the next election. <laughs> this sounds really terrible, <laughs> but did you ever see that movie alive where that so- that plane of soccer players crashes into the Andes? Yeah. And you're like the whole soccer team's gone or the movie. Uh, we are Marshall. Remember that when you, yeah, maybe, maybe put uh, all of our political parties on some questionable aircraft. I, mean, I don't know if we not- can say that. <laughs> I just did. I just, you know. But I'm telling you right we, now, you've go- got the crux of the situation. And I've said this totally. out loud. And, and I think it starts individually, right? Instead of having a fight with somebody about liberals versus the conservatives, 
what people should be doing is they should be putting their energy towards finding alternatives or trying to talk people into actually running that might provide an alternative. And I, and I said it out loud multiple times on my radio program about the local politics here. We've got a very, we got a situation I'm not unlike every other municipality. Please don't in this. talk about bike lanes again today. No, no, I'm not please. going to talk about bike lanes. Okay, Thank you. but you have a very you have a very small portion of the of the population that votes. Right? What is it? It's like between ten and thirty percent actually vote, and thirty would be really high. You're looking at probably fifteen percent of the population actually going to the polls civically to elect these guys that run our cities, and then when they make decisions, we all go, "What the." you got to be kidding me. You did what you spent that money. And, and, but the problem is, is those municipalities are actually catering to that group of people that votes. So I've said out loud, if you are an alternative, if you think differently than what we have right now, and you want to run, I will help promote you on my radio show because just going on the radio show and going, all the people there are idiots and they need to be removed doesn't help because we don't have any options. So you got to vote and you got to, and you got to step up. If you're the type of leader, either municipal, provincial or federal, you have to step up and you have to start making noise. If you think you're going to be an alternative to what we already have. And that's, that's where we need to focus our energy on. I'll tell you alternatives. I'll tell you a story. First of all, Really nice thought. Won't work. I'll tell you a story and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> About three to four months ago, I got a phone call from somebody. And I won't tell you which party. Just a friend of mine that works for a certain political party. And he's like, we'd like to talk to you about possibly joining the party. And I'm like, yeah, that's never happening. No, no, we're being serious. Would you be available for a phone call tomorrow? And I'm like, okay, I never told you about this because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that they came to me because they only go to people that don't have jobs. or can't cut it in the real world. And I'm like, my God, do they think I'm unemployed? Well, you kind of are. You work out of your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an office too. I just don't go there very much. Um, you got like nine kids living at your place. like so that, Yeah. It's a halfway house. Sure, yeah. That's right. It's a drop-in center. So the guy's like, yeah, yeah, tomorrow, 1 o'clock. I'd love to talk to you about it. I go, all right, I'll talk to you. So three people get on this phone call outside of me. So there's four on this phone call. How you doing? Pleasantries. Yep. Love what you're doing. Yep. Thanks very much. You're really aggressive. Yep. Yep. Listen, would you consider helping us with some, a couple of different things we wanted to ask you? Would you consider helping us with some digital marketing? I'm like, maybe. Because it's government money, right? You're like, yeah, maybe. And have you ever given thought to running for office? And I'm like, are you joking? And this person's like, no, no, you share similar values to us. And I'm like, I do. And they're like, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? And I was quiet for a bit and I took a big breath and I go, listen, I said, our company can help you maybe come up with some narrative stuff if you're interested in that. I'm happy to put you on to the guy that does that. You can talk to him about rates. You can talk to him about, you know, brand exercises, the kind of stuff that you need. But I would rather legitimately give myself a colonoscopy in front of an auditorium full of people that I don't know 
then get into politics and do what you guys do. And they're like, why? It's a great job. And I'm like, it is not a great job. And they challenged me again on it. I said, okay, here are my thoughts. My thoughts are this. You are a lawyer. We're a lawyer. You worked for a big box store. You, who knows what you did. You guys got to the end of the line. Someone came to you and had this conversation. And you're like, why not give it a go? Why not? Because the perks are incredible. And all I have to do is repeat company messaging on behalf of the party. I just got to repeat ideologies and I got to stay in line with what the party wants. And then you got to go to daily meetings and then you got to get into, you know, you, you sure you get a nice office and you get all this other stuff, but you're really not in it for any of the work, right? You're not in it to make people's lives better. You're in it to drive a message because you haven't said a word to me in the last 20 minutes about what your party wants to do and why you want me to run. You've mm-hmm. just gauged my interest and told me what skills I have that you could use and that you'll be able to help me get a better job. Is that correct? They're like, well, not really. We just didn't get to the other stuff yet. I go, no, because you should have gotten to that other stuff first. If you're in it for the reasons you say you're in it, so I already know you're not. So I am absolutely uninterested. So they sell the job before they sell what the benefit is to to the Canadians that you're supposed to be fucking serving yeah. with one of the most important jobs you can have we lost in this the country. Yeah. We lost the plot. A hundred percent. And so my politics and, and has become business. I'll tell you, it's not the conservative party, obviously. And so I thought to myself that day, I got off the phone. I was grossed out. I was so grossed out. I was yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this a phone call that, marcy ian gets or any other broadcaster that's past their prime that gets sucked into politics to go and do the bidding to be a conduit on behalf of whatever ideology and political party they want so that the guys behind that political party can take that tax money and give it to their friends for road work and legal work and fucking apps and all the other shit it is exactly what you think it is it is exactly what you think it is and even and this isn't the first time i've been asked to run it's not the first It's happened several times. Previous, when I was at the edge, I was asked to run for the conservative party in Ontario. And I'm like, I've I've got a job that pays me way more than that. And I only have to work three hours a day and I get to drink coffee and talk about my wiener. So the answer is no, not going to run for office because I've got the greatest job in the world. And that's literally what they did. They did the exact same. We could really Mm -hmm. use a guy like you. You're a battering ram. You can go out there and you can feed it to these guys and that guy's and you share our value. So all you'd have to do is you know, come alongside and repeat all the things. That's it. That's all politics is. And somehow we we give these guys this incredible mantle and they run around becoming superstars like Pierre Polyev, newsmaker of the year, newsmaker of the year in Canada, fascist fucking leaning asshole with religious zealotry that talks about old stock Canadian values, white people giving white people their, their first place in line. That's where you should be. And fuck the environment. Fuck family values. Fuck the trans community. Half the country's behind them. And I don't know if they have. And dude, you can guarantee that when they go and look for people like me for that party, they're like, you're a hateful piece of shit. Why don't you come with us? And they're like, I got nothing else going on because I'm a hateful piece of shit. It's what I do. And on the liberal side, they're like, hey, can you can you can you go find somebody that can combat that properly? Well, the only people that are going to combat that properly are people that are going to get into the mud and do that job. Right. Like guys like me. But I don't share any of those values either. So the whole idea that we're going to individual ourselves out of this, there isn't a person that's worth their salt that looks at politics and goes, that's that sounds like a great time. I could make a lot of money. I could have a better life. No, 
No one wants think, those jobs. I think there so is get an the individual commitment in the world into that job. Oh, for Dean, sure. There, there is. is an individual commitment to this. But it and, doesn't and maybe fit into you're that right. system. It doesn't fit into that system because they don't but want that, individuals but, to make a difference. But Dean, that's why we're at where we're at. You've got you've got a, a large chunk of the, the of the population. And again, I, I think it's more than just I'm siding with everything the PP says and I agree with them. They're mad about where we're at because of where we're at. And so there's because of where we're all at. Yeah, because yeah. they're mad at the system. So, and so okay. so they're willing the to system. blow it up. They're but willing I, to dude, blow it up. But everyone's mad at the system. And the yeah, people so, that want to blow because so if you fix? understand well the the, the 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 issue that we have today, what is the fix? The, the fix, fix is, is trying we to find need a new political party is what we, we need. We, we, and need, we a need to of them. But we need to go out of our way to find that, do the inform do do the research, find the guys that have stepped up that might actually represent the middle of this country and, and, and support it. People That's, that represent facts, people that don't stand for lies, people who well, and the, the people rule of that law. Are, it will get up and, and, and say, say honestly what they think and not just tout a, a party line or, 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 or spout stuff from a playbook, which is obvious to me. But again, the liberals are doing it as well. The liberals have a playbook. Biden has a playbook. The democratics have a playbook. They're trying to, to, you know, to, to, to combat what's happening in the States with the rise of Trump again. Of course, it's all politics. It's all politics. And, we and it's, it's, it drives people crazy, Dean, and it separates us all. I know, but I'm here for it. I love the content. Well, really? Yeah. Can't I'm tell. <laughs> hey, dude, last podcast let's, of the year. Let's do the Christmas list quickly. Merry okay. Christmas. Merry Christmas. You want to do your, your Christmas wish list. What's my on Christmas your wish list? list? I, dude, I got the greatest president in the world when Rudy Giuliani blocked me yesterday. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I want Pierre Polyev to get lost in the woods and never be found. Um, that would be nice. Um, I would like radio to come into the 21st century and start doing digital first broadcasts. That'd be nice. Um, I'd like the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup this year. Not too much to ask. That would also be nice. I would like them to play the Oilers in the Stanley Cup final. Again, not a lot to ask. You guys are on the heater since you dumped that guy with the weird last name. Woodcock. Ah, we lost three in a row. Oh, we get the okay. Devils tonight. All right. Well, actually, I don't know when this is running, so it might not be the Devils Tomorrow. tonight. You got the Devils last night. That's what you got. Uh, that's it. I want to. I want my kids to stay home with me forever. I never want them to move out. A lot of people are the opposite, where they're like, "No, no, I like having my adult kids. It's like having your boys around." And um, I'd like a new pair of polo socks. That's pretty much it. I haven't asked for much, just for Pierre to get lost in the woods, Donald Trump to die in a terrible plane crash, and other than that, I'm good. <laughs> I just want peace on earth. You know what I, I I will tell you my progression with 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 Christmas. My mother, as a hippie, ruined all holidays for me. I've told you my Halloween story where she dressed me up as as Gandhi and Cat mm -hmm. Stevens mm -hmm. and a French painter. Um, well, that's because all she had to dress you in were bed sheets, so you had to do bed sheet costumes. So you would have been a great Jesus or a great Joseph. She did Tootsie one year. Oh, she just dressed you up in her clothes. Dustin Hoffman, yeah. I wore one of her dresses. And my stepfather cut a foamy in the on a skill saw in the garage and made me breasts and hips. 
and I don't know where they got the high heels because I got a size 12. Uh, <laughs> I had that at like 14. So Halloween was ruined for me. I got used cross-country skis from Santa one year. Um, we were poor. like, yeah, And so Christmas was never a big deal to me. And there was always this, this idea that we had to go back and see my old man too, which was weird. That was weird for for a couple of years, we were flying out at Christmas time to go see my dad and wherever the hell he was working. Um, so Christmas, uh, but then I had got married. My wife loves Christmas, her side of the family, huge Christmas fans. The girls came along and then I started to get excited about Christmas. I will say this. I despise the gift giving and exchanging and getting gifts. I don't know what it is. I can't stand it. I I, I, I know what I it is. My, I know what it is when you loves- grew up a poor ass, like when you grew up a little poor kid, right? Christmas is yeah. always stressful because you're like, wonder what we're going to get this year that uh, that was stolen or picked up at a garage <laughs> sale. Like, I, I get it. I, I totally understand it. I had a similar upbringing in different regards where you're like, uh, you get PTSD actually having dinner at a dinner table, to be honest with you. So I totally understand it. Totally understand. Bad memories. But but my wife loves getting gifts and giving gifts, so I bought in. But I I love it now. I love Christmas because now the girls try to make their way home, so we get them and we'll play games. And it's I love that if I can have my family around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just sort of we got news from my youngest that there might be um, in the next year or so there may. This was the secret I was not, not supposed to divulge. But there may be a possibility that we're growing the family. So now I got some dudes, like the girls are bringing dudes around, but full time now, right? What do you mean? I got married this like summer. You might, you might be a grandfather. No, 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 no. We, we might. might be, another one might be getting married. Possibility. So, yes, there's at For least old. the conversation about it. Uh, uh. The nice thing about it is when. They, they, the girls like the idea of ask getting the boys to ask dad for permission in the hand and all that, right? So that was a thing with with the last one, but I wasn't prepared for it, so it was so I didn't get a chance to prepare. My Were you answer. drunk? Were you drunk? Did he just grab you in the garage and go, "Hey, listen, I really love your daughter, and I'd like to ask you if I could marry her"? Was that how it went? And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever." Did you give and him a high five and hug him? And I really like the kid; like he's a really good kid. Did you hug him? Um, not not a big hugger. But no, this next one, this next yeah. one, I know he's going to be asking me. Yeah. And I got a whole plan. I've already worked it out. What is it? I'm not saying. Why not? It's a secret. It's a secret. Well, congratulations to your daughter. And she, congratulations it's to happened. you. You you're going to get you dude, you're off the dole times 1. You might get off the dole times 2 pretty soon. Yeah. That's good news. I am like, unlike you, I don't want my kids living in my house. I like it when they visit. I don't need them living here. Are you one of those people that gets like antsy at Christmas time because there's like, there's too much going on because you're used to like not having kids around now. No, No, when, when the girls are home, I love it. I love it. Like, uh, Riley and I bluebird, my youngest is here already. We're going shopping. We're going to go for lunch. I like, I'm, I'm a fan of that. You got a whole deal going. Yeah. I got a whole deal. That's awesome. You know what? I grew up very differently. And I'll, I'll leave everybody with this. When I grew up, if there were more than six people in our house, my dad would have to leave the room, go down into the furnace room. He's got a TV in there and a rocking chair, and he would go down there and pet the cat. <laughs> so if there's too many people. So every Christmas, it was like, 
You, you waited till the room filled up. You looked around and you knew Jimmy was downstairs petting the cat in the furnace room, just staying really, away eh? from all the noise. Yeah, Couldn't it was unbelievable. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that I'm 50, right? Now that I'm an old dude, there are Your days where there are, yeah, like we will have a drop in here tonight. Well, I don't have a cat, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm exactly the same where it's like there's so much going on. So many people here. I'm not used to all this input. I'm going to peace out for 20 minutes. I'm going to go upstairs, sit in my room, maybe scroll through my phone. Well, that's why we have bathrooms. And then I'll come back downstairs. The other yeah, thing you, you can't do spend like 20 is... minutes in the bathroom. People are going to think there's something wrong with you. So you got to go to your room and go, I'll be right back. I got to make a phone call. That's my, that's my go-to, right? When there's like 30 really? people in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's going to be, I got three boys. I got a ton of friends, girlfriends, all that stuff. We're doing a big drop in. Yeah. Come on in. We're going to have a brisket. I'm going to make it. And as soon as everybody gets here, I'm going to see you guys later. I'm going to go yeah. upstairs. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's how I am. So that's the gift. My you dad can't gave be me. a social guy though. Oh, I totally, I've got no problem doing it. It's just yeah. in my own house where people are in my space and I'm like, yeah, you guys got to get out of here. You, you know what? For years I had convinced myself that I was an extrovert, right? Like I, I, I like you're on the radio that you go into work every day. You talk to, you know, oh. hopefully hundreds of people and, and they actually tune in because you guys are entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. That you must be an ext- extrovert. I don't have a problem doing this kind of a thing. But the older I get, the more I realize, like I'm an introvert. I I look for opportunities to you know to for for time for for me. And know it, you know you what are. it was? It really hit home was during the pandemic. Yeah, it was like the world came to me. My dad was the happiest he's ever been. He's like, but I haven't left my home in four months. It's I best. felt guilty. I was like, everyone's like, oh, this is awful. This is crazy. I'm like, it's really awesome, isn't it? Like, it there's is. no traffic on the roads. I know. Like- I know. And like post, post-pandemic, like I really enjoyed the pandemic. I know a lot of people didn't. I really I, enjoyed it. I did too. I had no issues with it. Where everybody's they took like, everyone from down. work, Dean, and you sent them home. home. Yeah. They sent you all the You staff. can't come to work. All right. Uh, so we're not we're not doing any Christmas parties this year. You can't come to the family Christmas function this year. Remember that? Remember how awesome that excuse was? Now we don't have that excuse. Although I will say COVID is on the rise. More people have died this year than they did, you know, the year previous. Year. So uh, if you want to use that as an excuse, I would highly encourage you to do it. I plan on doing it a little bit this year, too, because I've been invited to several parties uh, between now and New Year's Eve. And I'm going to take off for a couple of days and visit some family Maybe visit my girlfriend. We're going to kind of hang out. But my point is this. You can still use COVID as an excuse. You can, you still can. It's still Solid. a beauty. That's yeah, good If advice. you want to go, hey, listen, I uh, read yesterday in the Toronto Star, COVID's on the rise. Not overly comfortable going out. So I'm going to take a pass. Or what you could do what everybody else does where you're like, I'm sick. Don't want to give anybody COVID. So I'm not coming tonight. It is still so when is Christmas? the greatest Christmas excuse. Monday. What? Yeah, Christmas Monday. is usually Christmas Day. Yeah. Okay. When that All right. I'm looking forward to the World Juniors because that's my thing. Boxing. Is that day. Boxing Day? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Tuesday will be. I think there might be a preliminary game this weekend, but um, I'll, I'll be tuning that in. And I think there All are right. earlier games too. I got to check the schedule. Well, dude, I love listen, getting up at six o'clock in the morning and drinking. Where Where is the World uh, Juniors this year? It's not Should, I don't even is know. It? You might Why have to get up at like four in the morning and have beers. I know. I'm okay with that. I know you are. Hold on. That one morning you watched a game and you finished off a 12 pack by like 6 a.m. And your wife came down and was like, uh, did you drink all those beer? And you're like, yeah, can you quickly run out and get a few more? No, no, that's not the story. Okay. 
So I bought a I bought a twelve pack of beer because I didn't have any beer. No, I'm telling it to you because you got it wrong. Okay. So I put it in the downstairs basement. She saw me go downstairs with a twelve pack. I had no beer. I I would I all the beer we drank during Christmas. So Boxing Day, it's it's a four a.m. start for the World Juniors. I get up and I'm sitting there watching hockey, and the puck drops, and I'm like, it's four a.m but it's hockey. I should have a beer. So I crack a beer and I don't know what, did you used to drink in the mornings, Dean? Never. Never. There's something about drinking in the mornings. I love it. It is such a better high. I don't, I can't explain it. Morning beers are nothing in your stomach, dude. That's why you get drunk. So good. So I start pounding beer. So the games, like the games, it's like seven o'clock in the morning, three hours in. My yeah. wife comes down to get something out of the fridge, eggs or something, and she notices cream for coffee because it's she, fucking eight o'clock in the morning. She notices that that's that twelve pack, that twelve sack that I put in the fridge is pretty empty. She looks in it. There's one beer left. She comes into the into the rumpus room and she oh, yeah. goes. Do you know you drank 11 beer this morning? <laughs> and I turned to her really quickly and I said, probably slurring my words. I said, you mean there's one left? Can you go get it for me? <sighs> That's a true story. She said, you have a fucking problem. <laughs> Did you say, yeah, clearly. I went upstairs. I don't always drink 11 beer. In three hours <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. <laughs> but I quickly went to bed and slept that off. <laughs> well, I don't know what got a hold of me, but uh, 12 beers actually at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. That's what got, got a hold but of me. But I do, I usually don't, I'm usually not on that pace, right? Like that was exceptional. You impressed yourself that day. <laughs> I, I tell you, I don't miss those. That's one of the things I don't miss drinking, like getting drunk. Do I miss drinking sometimes? We drink well, on the show all the time. I know you do. Those 9 a.m. beers. Oh, they're the so best. So delicious. Um, well, it's the end of your workday. It's like everybody at the end, you're in, the end of your workday comes at 9 a.m. Of course you want a beer at the end of your workday. I get that. Yeah. But the the other part of that that whole story at home is just someone coming up to you slowly <laughs> that you live with, holding a can of alcohol. Pure going, disgust. Can we talk about this? Pure and disgust like, in their face. Do I look like I want to talk about it? <laughs> Clearly, I know what I just did, right? Yeah, but can we talk about it? Again, the answer is no. That's why I'm down here drinking that booze is because I don't want to talk about it at all. I don't miss that judgment piece because with every step that your your spouse gets closer to you, you start sweating just a little bit more where you're like, "Uh, she's not walking over here to give that to me and say, great job living. You're doing an awesome thing. She's walking over here to go, why is this empty? Uh, Can we talk? Can we talk? Talk about this. So your only solution is to get divorced, and that'll never happen again. No, I, I'm, I'm good. We, we have the occasional conversation about my drinking, um, where I sit and listen, and try not to make eye contact. And the less I say, the sooner the conversation's yes, over. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. You're right, dear. Or is it, that was my ex-girlfriend. She's like, I think you're an alcoholic. And I'm like, I all this will right. be in the book. This, these like, are strategies. You're not writing a book. 
She's like, I think you're an alcoholic. And I'm like, I think you're right. She's like, so do you plan on doing anything about it? And like a true alcoholic, I said this to her, not at the moment. <laughs> uh, don't you think you should see somebody? Isn't this a problem? I'm like, not a problem for me. Is it a problem for you? Yeah. Well, that's a you thing. I remember <laughs> saying that. Well, then that's your problem. I'm putting this in my body. I'm not I have a it in similar yours. sort of thought process. I just don't verbal. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible thing to do. It's terrible. It didn't go well. that day. No, no. Again, like Even I said, technically these correct. strategies on how to deal with this will be in the book. Even though I was technically right. Where it's like, hey, listen, I don't come upstairs while you're working out and tell you to stop, do I? She's like, well, oh, that's different. And I'm like, you work out a lot? I, I have. I think my wife understands me because I, I have been very consistent over the years. Like I, I, I try to let people live their own lives. I do. I, I'm judgmental, but I swear to God, I work on it all the time, but you want to make me angry, come to my door and try to tell me how to live my life. Nothing incenses me more. Dean, I had I had the first visit. We've been here a year in the new place, and I always get the religious. You get a religion, Mormon, the Jehovah's door. Witness. Who was it? Christian? I never get to the point where I'm asking what the what the uh, what the varietal is. I just sort of what the what the religion is. I never I, I never know get that to that varietal is a word, but you I think you meant religion. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway what the, what the grape is. We're not, I, I never get to that conversation. So the, they, they always wearing? have their opening wearing? line. Yeah. But what were they wearing? Were the two of them? Backpacks, yeah. black backpacks, black, no coat? black, no backpacks. They were wearing suit jackets. They were nicely dressed younger, which is rare. Cause usually there's a younger person and then an older person. There was, right. there was two younger people. So you can, and, you can, you can wipe out. Um, it wasn't Mormon continue is either jw or christian yes go ahead i think it was i think it may have been i i don't know it might have been jehovah's witness so i got the line the opening mm -hmm. line and i was like ah okay we're doing that so i said to him i said i will be honest with you i think that i i appreciate the fact that you guys have something to believe in but i have very strong opinions about religion and i'll and i'll tell you this i believe that religion is the plague of mankind and he went, what? Like they didn't know where to go. And I said, so this is, this is not a house to visit. Please mark down my address as a house not to come to. And uh, don't stop here again. And he went, okay. And then he pulls this out. This is new for me. He says, do you know anybody else in the neighborhood that would be open to having a conversation with us? And I went, what? He wants you to do his religious witnessing for him. That's anybody never else happened looking to, me. to adopt a, an entire operating slash value slash belief system from a door to door kid. Luck, can you help me with that? I like, just no, I don't buy you. I don't buy meat from door to door guys. I'm certainly not adopting a life ideology from a couple of door to door guys. Sorry, just not doing it today. I was like that, that stopped me in my tracks. Because normally I'm, I got good flow with them, right? Oh, dude, that, see, that, that's where you and I, you and I are very different. I'd be like, yeah, every single house across the street wants to hear from me. Every single one. And if they shut the door, knock again, because they really, they, they don't know what they want. 
but I'm here to tell you that they've I should have sent him to the guy that owns the Jeep Cherokee across from me that that sits in his car and I think he's hiding from his from his significant it sits in his car and smokes and listens to death metal. You got his one of those car guys literally yeah, like oh yeah yeah it's Dude, that's shakes. one of my favorite things to do in the old neighborhood I used to live in was drive around and look at guys smoking or drinking in their cars to get away from their spouses. It was fucking I got awesome. one right across from me. And the, and he's got the music just ear bleeding loud too. It's so funny. Yeah, it's because he's he's like he wants to die. Like more than he wants to go back in the house. I don't know. I haven't caught him smoking. He's got tinted windows. Okay. But of course, why wouldn't you put tinted windows on a white Jeep Cherokee? But well, because you know he's smoking because smoke. I can see I can see him smoking. <laughs> Heater in there. Go back in. There's a lot of women he that don't want to do that. A lot either. of time in his car. Well, of course, because he's married. I know how that works, dude. I used to go All to right. the store to get milk, and it would take me three hours. Like, <laughs> it's because she went to the yeah, just, bar. I'm going to go get milk, and you come back. Yeah, of course, you'd go and have a couple pints. Go for a drive before you have a couple pints. Get a little corner place at the you know where you go. You could just drive home after five or six. <laughs> like just such an idiot for doing it. It's like, why were you gone for so long? I had to go get milk. Yeah, but where did you get milk from? I'm like, well, they ran out everywhere, so I had to drive to <laughs> Kingston. Like. <laughs> what like yeah like she, my ex-wife still thinks around a golf is 12 hours long legitimately <laughs> be like nine hours she's like you're home early i'm like oh, i'm a good husband you're hilarious and then so we we're went, not we, then we next golfed. week no and then we golfed once it was like four hours she's like that was What's so wrong fast here? And i'm like we really cooked we, yeah <laughs> she was like this is a great course we gotta come back here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no podcast this week. We're going to take some time off. Uh, this is the last podcast of the day. Uh, last podcast of the week pre-Christmas. We'll be back in the new year, third or fourth. Uh, I want everybody, including yourself, uh, locked. Have a great Christmas. Enjoy it with your family. Be mindful. You as well. Be present. Be easy on yourself. If, you, if you're one of those people we talk about sometimes, we joke around about addiction. Truthfully, be easy on yourself. Don't. Don't stress out over anything. You'll get help after the new year. Knock it out of the park. And Have if you drink. need any Have help continuing to drink, just call me. Just call Locke. He'll help yeah. you. Fix it out. Dean um, will help you stop. I'll help you continue. But listen, uh, Merry Christmas to you, your family. Enjoy your time with Deb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good year. It was a weird year, wasn't yeah. it? It was yeah. a weird year. But I had a good well, year. There's a comeback year after the pandemic. We're all trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to 2024 as well. Me too, buddy. Uh, I look forward to you in 2024. You have a great Christmas. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for having me, brother. Anytime. Walk and cross, 957 Cruise FM in Edmonton. He's the morning show host there. Good friend. Good guy. Good human being. Huh? That's what I want for Christmas. More good human beings in my life. You know what my New Year's resolution is? I'll tell you what it is. I don't make them, but I'll tell you what my New Year's resolution is. Is to stop spending time with preventative people. Lachlan is not a preventative person. He's the kind of guy that wants the best for you, wants happiness for you, and he'll obviously give you his opinion on your happiness, but he doesn't mean any of it. But spend less time with people that judge you through their lens and what you do. Don't worry about anybody else than yourself. And I don't mean that in terms of action. I mean that in terms of what you think and feel. Control what you can control. The rest doesn't matter. That should be your New Year's resolution, even though I don't like telling people what to do. I would tell you that. Respond well. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 
Uh, in the new year, we'll have some major announcements, including uh, we're starting a brand new corporation, brand new company to track misinformation. Uh, thank you to everybody that's donated to the GoFundMe for the lawsuit against Canada Proud, Pierre Polyev's uh, po- proxy organization that just sued us for speaking the truth. Um, we're going to pivot and we're going to turn that into something. So we've got a big announcement in the new year. We've got a bunch of people coming with us. We put a lot of work and effort into this. That'll be our goal. That's what I want for you for Christmas, the truth. So we're going to try and do that a little bit more. But generally speaking, we'll be back in the new year. Thank you very much, everybody, for giving us everything that we have. Thank you for spending all the time you did. Thank you for the millions of clicks, stories read, hours tuned, videos watched, podcasts listened to in the network, Charles Adler, myself, anybody that has anything to do with Cryer Media. We're really, really grateful that you brought us into your lives. And we're more than grateful to be in your life because we know that you spend time with us and that's a diminishing property. You can give anybody money. You can't give people time. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. And we'll see you in the new year. Bye. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network or on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy, democracy is, is something you do. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.